morning. Good morning. Again. <laughs> I'm here finally. Uh, yeah, let, it, let me plug my headset in. Hang on a second. The right time and place. <laughs> Are you there? Yep. I just just sat down, just got heated up my coffee. Me too. Um, so we before a, we start. I wanted. Yeah. I, I didn't. Um, I haven't gone back and found this, but I just wanted to point out um, there was a lawsuit in Florida about the mandates of mask wearing, and yeah. the the defense by the CDC was about an object. Yeah, and it's Isn't so plain amazing? if you know how to look at it that they're talking about the object. You know, the tertium quid. And uh, so, anyway, it was just another place to go. Yep, well, they're telling the truth. They're talking about an object. And, and that's what people, maybe that's it. You're not recording now or you are? I am, but I can turn it off and start again. No, 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 leave it Leave it on because this is all important stuff. This is real world stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, not that what we talk about isn't because it, it's applicable, but the, the real world stuff is that they're using an object that nobody can see. Mm-hmm. An object that has been cut off of us and presumably abandoned to the public, mm-hmm. to the care of the public. Yeah. And that object is also an object of veneration. So you have either an object that needs to be what? Salvaged. salvaged. Admiralty, through admiralty, or an object or a man that needs salvation. salvation. Yep. Because he's missing the object. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. A piece. He's missing a piece, and you don't know what you don't know, and you and you can't act upon certainly what you don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I and I sent you an e, uh, an email today with a with with a starting point because that's what we usually do is just start somewhere. Yeah, and um, I was listening. I had intended to listen to that uh, uh, Claudia. Rebus, um, but I was listening to it oh, just yeah. before we got on. But yeah, so I'm ready. That, by the way, Clausa Rebus Sick Stantibus, um, I got a YouTube a couple days ago. Uh, that's what I was listening to. Yeah, but, right. But 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 you got to be careful because it's from Kate of Gaia, uh-huh. who's abs- who's absolutely brilliant on so many levels. But he he's still promoting the legal name as being the problem. Yeah. Yeah. He's still promoting that. The legal name is not illegal to use mm-hmm. if you have a legitimacy to it. Exactly. And that's what people don't understand is that by, by using the father's name, the legal name, uh, the way it, it is out there, they have a way to join you to a cause of action. Yes. When you have legitimacy to the father's bloodline, then that name is not unlawful or illegal. Right. That's so everybody's out there that's saying you can't use, I can't use Curtis Kallenbach. Well, what Curtis Kallenbach, by itself, by itself, Curtis Kallenbach is not even a name. It might be a legal name, Mm -hmm. but it's not an, actually it's not, I don't even believe it's that. Mm -hmm. Because the legal name, and hell, let's just do this before we get started. What is a legal name? Let's just go to Black's Law real quick and identify what a legal name is. Because it's not illegal to use, Mm-mm. and and that's to me that's more divide and conquer. If you yes. think that you, if, if all you do is worry about the legal name, guess what? The legal name comes from something else. Yes, 
It's titled to something else. Mm-hmm. Well, what's it a title to? The legal name is the Christian name and surname. In well, we can, we're, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Joe. Okay. I asked you a question. What is what is the legal name? It's tied to the it's tied to the fiction to the uh, tertium quid. It's tied to something. To something, yes. But, it, but it's not tied to anything in reality. Yes. Meaning that but only it only exists because of a cut material or, or a presumed abandonment. Yes. Okay, and that's why this is so important, because the legal name is issued upon or issued at the point of the cut. Yes. If there's no cut, the so-called legal name cannot exist. It, that's correct, yes. So when you eliminate the possibility of the cut, yes, by knowing your godly origin is fertilization, then the legal name becomes moot. Yes, yes. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and argue with people about a legal name when it really doesn't matter, mm-hmm. when it literally doesn't matter. There is no matter. Mm-hmm. Legal name, Black's Law, page 806, 5th edition. Legal name, under common law. Well, here's your common law, people. By the way, I don't I don't subscribe to the common law. Mm-mm. I don't care about the common law because the only law that I want to exist under is God's law. But it, God's law, as I am defining it, from the moment of creation, i.e. fertilization. There is God to me. God and creation are one and the same. Yes. So fertilization is the moment of my biological origin. So I'm going to call that moment, fertilization, a godly act, an act of God. Yep. From that moment to this moment as you and I speak is one singular biology. Yes. There is no duality at all from fertilization to this moment. Mm-hmm. And you can't divide the time from the in-the-womb, unborn time, to the from the born time outside the womb. It's all one life. Yeah, no matter how one many... One biological life. No matter how many words you put on it, it's still from fertilization to now. Listen, when people subscribe or believe in, in the beginning was the word. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. The beginning doesn't begin with the word. There's it begins someone... with reality and substance. Yeah, well, there was someone to have to write the word, so it's a lie from the beginning. If there's no one to write the word, there is no word. So words that... didn't exist exactly. until man created words. Exactly, so man... It's self-evident that man had to create, had to exist before words were created. Absolutely. So in the beginning was not the word. No. Now, if there, if it's by definition, the, the word. Now, mm-hmm. if they're saying, well, the word is a, it's a frequency, Kurt, it's a vibration. I don't give a shit. In the beginning is not the word. We don't live in that world that everybody wants to subscribe to or pretend exists. Kurt, this is a hologram. Maybe at some level it is, but not at the biological level. Right. So if you want to exist, stop agreeing to the nonsense. Yes. Yes. I understand all that shit, but when that hammer hits my thumb when I miss the nail, it's going to hurt because I live in a substantial, a world of substance. Yes. I can choose my path through consciousness and all that, but when it comes right down to it, I have a biological body that is not immortal. That's right. Immortality does not exist for a living being. That's right. So again, when you want 
immortality, what are you asking for? Death. Death. Mm-hmm. You're asking for death. Yep. Man, am I already riled up or what? Hey, <laughs> I, got um, you. I got you going early this morning. <laughs> you did, early. So legal name, under common law. Again, those people fighting for common law are making a mistake because common law presumes commonality. Right. What part of you are is in common with me, Linda? Zygote. What part of you nothing. biologically is it? Nothing. nothing. Zero. We nothing. have nothing in common. Not at all. Mm-mm. And that's where they get you. Yep. If, if you want to be a common man, if you want to subscribe to common law, then continue to, to, to remain, remain in the public pool. Yep. Remain right. in the public pool. Remain in the public. Mm-hmm. Let that piece of you, that object that was cut off of you, remain in the public, and you can have your common law. And you can have your consequences from that. And the consequences of common law, mm-hmm. of being in common. Uh-huh. Hey, what do we have? Think about that. What is communism but commonality? That's right. It's... Put all your property into one communal pool and you can have common law. Uh-huh. There it is. Commonism. <laughs> um, so under common law consists of one Christian name and one surname. And the insertion omission or mistake in middle name or initial is immaterial look what it's presuming right there a it's presuming a middle name yes it's already presuming a middle name Mm -hmm. well just to be clear in the birth announcement in 1960 ish gregorian or whatever common era whatever words they want to use i don't subscribe to their language but September 19th, 1960 at 3.50 a.m., I, I, the biology came out of my mother's womb. That's the, the according to their time frame. Mm-hmm. In the birth announcement in the, in the local newspaper, it said, Mr. and Mrs. Richard Kallenbach had a son. Mm-hmm. And the son's name is Curtis Richard. Son, comma, Curtis Richard, comma. There is no Curtis Richard Kallenbach. There is no Curtis Kallenbach. Mm-hmm. The name of the son was Curtis Richard, according to that birth announcement. Yes. Is there a middle name? Is there a middle name to Curtis Richard? No, not at all. But Kurt Richard's a middle name to Curtis Richard Kallenbach. It's not what I'm talking about. So if you, if people keep inserting their beliefs mm-hmm. and their desires to play, mm-hmm. then they will continually suffer the game. Mm-hmm. Reality has nothing in common. With the tr- our truth has nothing in common with the fictional realm. Nothing. Zero in common. That's true. Under common law consists of one Christian name and one surname. And the insertion, omission, or mistake in middle name or initial is immaterial. So they're saying whether there is, whether a, a middle name is inserted, whether a middle name is omitted, or there's a mistake in middle name or middle initial. It's mm-hmm. immaterial. Mm-hmm. A mistake is immaterial. Is is immaterial material? No. No, there's no substance to immaterial, mm-hmm. is there? Nope. No substance whatsoever to immaterial. Well, they also make the initial um, immaterial. 
Right. That, my point is that every if 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 there's a middle name, it's immaterial. Right. Anything. If yeah. there's a presumed middle name, it's immaterial. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What's immaterial? What's all it? of it. All of it. All of it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Is Curtis Richard Kallenbach material or immaterial? Immaterial. It's immaterial, so it's a ghost. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's no substance to Curtis Richard Kallenbach. Mm -mm. It's immaterial because there's a middle name. Yes. What if I leave the middle name out? Material or immaterial? Immaterial. Immaterial because it says even if it's omitted, it's immaterial. Yep. Mm-hmm. So the presumption is there is a middle name, and why is that? Because everybody that receives a middle name on a birth certificate believes they have a middle name. Curtis and Kallenbach, you put Richard in between Curtis and Kallenbach, and you have a middle name. Yeah. By presumption. Yes, by presumption. If I take Richard out of it, but, but, but Richard was in there or is on the record, there's a presumption there is a middle name, even if it's not there, even if it's omitted on my signature. Yep. It's still all immaterial. That means I am nothing but a ghost. Yep. And even at the beginning of this, it's it's this is only under common law, which is the communal law. The, the communal law, the public law. Mm -hmm. The public law, the community out there at large, mm -hmm. at large. Mm -hmm. What does that mean? At large? Oh, we don't know. Yeah, we don't need to get into that. That's like a dog off the leash. We, yeah. A dog off the leash is at large. Yes, yes. It could also be considered a stray. Yes. <laughs> it's a stray. If it's not connected to somebody directly, it's a stray. And what, do stray, what happens to stray dogs? They get uh, put in a compound. <laughs> they get picked up. They get put in a, in a place, or mm -hmm. they might even be put down. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a stray dog. That's at large. Yeah. It goes on to say the legal name of an individual. Now they're being very specific, and legal name is in print or in quotes. Mm -hmm. So it's doing. They're doing that. Well, the legal name, and they're doing that little quotes thing of an individual consists of a given or baptismal name, usually assumed mm -hmm. at birth. Now they're talking about an assumed name. Mm -hmm. Usually assumed at birth and a surname deriving from the common name of the parents. It says, again, the legal name of an individual consists of a given or baptismal name. By the way, the or, O-R, when you look that up in Black's Law, O-R, or can also mean and. Correct. So you're right back at it again. The legal name of an individual consists of a given and baptismal name, usually assumed at birth. So now it's an assumed name and a surname. So now what do you have? You're right back to Curtis Richard Kallenbach. Yep. A given Curtis, Richard, baptismal, and common name of the parents, Kallenbach. You're right back to first, middle, last, aren't you? Yep, sure are. So the common law and the and the individual names are, are the legal names. Yep. And it's all paper. So, it's all on paper. It's not in reality. And it's all immaterial. Mm -hmm. It's all immaterial. It's, it's all of no substance. Yep. It's all of no substance. An immaculate conception, once again. <laughs> and what is immaculate? It's perfect. What's conception? Idea. A yeah, perfect right. idea. Yep. A perfect idea. Okay, I'm getting out of that. I, I don't want to be using Black's Law today. <laughs> um, so... Okay. Uh, topic today, Clausa Rebus Sic Stantibus. 
I'm going to go. Uh, first, I'm going to go to the Cornell Law Cornell link. Okay, I'm there. Clausa rebus sic stantibus is a clause in international conventions, which are international agreements or treaties, that provides for the unenforceability of a treaty due to fundamentally changed circumstances. The doctrine is one of the oldest norms of customary international law. And it's and it, it's involved in disputes, war, and neutrality. Wow. It says a variant of this doctrine is codified at Article 62 of the Vienna Convention on the Law of Treaties. It's commonly codified as a provision in individual treaties. Wow. Now, we just defined individual legal name. Mm-hmm. But here's... I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go to the Wikipedia Clausa yet, because this is right in front of us. First of all, Clausa Rebus Sic Stantibus, it says it's a clause in international conventions. International. Mm-hmm. Local or somewhere else? Somewhere else. Right. Not local, not domestic. Mm-hmm. So in other words, this... This clause is not available domestically. Correct. International also uses what measuring system? Metric. Metric. So they're talking about something that has been measured metrically, if measured at all. Mm -hmm. If measured at all. Mm -hmm. It also goes on to say that it provides for the unenforceability of a treaty. So if there is a treaty, it's unenforceable, but only unenforceable at the international level. Mm -hmm. And it also says it's a treaty, it's due to fundamentally changed circumstances. Well, let's be clear about this. In the womb, water-based or land-based? Water. Water Mm Water-based. Fundamentally when you come out of the womb, is it the same world that you were just in? No. Mm-mm. No, you went from a water-based environment to a land-based environment. Correct. Fundamentally, it's a fundamental change, isn't it? Yes. Mm-hmm. It says the doctrine is one of the oldest norms of customary international law. Norms. Didn't they talk about, wasn't somebody hollering from the rooftops this is the new norm yes yes when they were talking about masks and covid mm-hmm. they're trying to change a norm at the, and get people to agree to a norm yeah a new at, norm and at, inter, at the international level too they're trying to do it the world over huh the world over they're trying to get the world to agree that a covid exists and and should be feared Mm-hmm. And that it becomes and masks and all of the the uh, the healthcare aspect of COVID is going to be the new norm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, now we can go to the Wikipedia. Well, and <clears throat> I also think it's interesting that they use the word variant too. 
Well, we're going to get into all the words. Okay. But, um, wiki. Go to wiki, but... Uh, Claudia. Clausia. Clausula. 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 Rebus sic stantibus. Go to... And, and that is C-L-A-U-S-U-L-A. Clausula. Rebus. R-E-B-U-S. Sick, S-I-C, Stantibus, S-T-A-N-T-I-B-U-S. And I'm going to go to Wiki now. Okay. Get out of the... Uh... Okay. Again. Clausula Rebus Sick Stantibus. Latin for things thus standing. First of all, it's interesting that it says things thus standing mm -hmm. um, things standing is a legal doctrine allowing for a contract or a treaty to become inapplicable because of a fundamental change of circumstances in public international law the doctrine essentially serves as an escape clause to the general rule of pacta sunt servanda which is promises must be kept so this is an, an escape clause to a promise mm -hmm. a promise I guess let's just go to see what the word promise means first. Okay. <clears throat> because if it's an escape clause to a promise, we got to know what we're escaping from. Right. I already know what we're escaping from. <laughs> right. We're escaping from the immaculate conception or the placenta. Ultimately, we're escaping from the placenta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From the tertium quid, born alive, birth certificated person, which is the placenta, we're escaping from that infancy mm -hmm. that's what we're escaping from but yes. we have to know how to what, how we're doing it so i'm going to go to promise and what it is too not just how we're going to do it but what we're escaping from yeah so a promise by the way um as an infant can you make a promise no way no you can't make any agreements in the womb or soon thereafter in fact i think legally you can't actually agree to anything prior to for sure not not prior to 13 years old um in some cultures maybe at 13 uh but 18 years old in, in most uh cultures and possibly even as, as late as 21 years old um you that's, can't make a legal promise that's what's customary i would say it could well and again there's all these different versions but i'm talking i'm always always coming from what position reality yeah, exactly Mm -hmm. uh, and first of all, I mean, being W-H-O-L-E, whole from fertilization to last breath, um, I either am directly participating in something and making agreements myself as a self-determined being mm -hmm. and self-governing being. I, I make all decisions. Mm -hmm. Nobody speaks for me ever. Mm-hmm. Promise, a declaration that one will do or refrain from doing something specified. Mm -hmm. Will do or refrain from doing. Mm -hmm. 
it's a declaration. Uh, a legally binding declaration that gives the person to whom it is made a right to expect or to claim the performance or forbearance of a specified act. Two, reason to expect something. Mm -hmm. A reason to expect something. If, the, if, you, if mom went into the hospital and she was expecting, hell, they even say, are you expecting when, when a woman's pregnant? Right. What is, a, what is mom expecting? Is mom expecting part of a baby or the entire delivery? The entire delivery. Everyone should be expecting the entire biological delivery. Mom should be expecting an entire biological delivery. Mm -hmm. And what is the entire biological delivery? Baby, umbilical, and fetal membranes. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's an entire delivery. That's a complete delivery mm -hmm. by the medical definition of delivery. Yes. So expecting the whole, W-H-O-L-E, is reasonable, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So when she goes into the hospital or, or is, is there with a certified midwife or a certified doula or anything certified, the reality is the fetal property is baby, umbilical, and extraembryonic. One should, one should expect all that property to be delivered unbroken. Yes. You should expect it. What's the, one of the funniest scenes, opening scenes I've ever, I, I can remember is um, Jim Carrey kicking, dressed like a UPS driver in brown, kicking a box down the street that he's going to deliver. I mean, he's doing everything he can to break up what's inside that box. Mm -hmm. It's the opening scene for, um, I don't know whether it's When Nature Calls, but it's one of the funniest scenes ever. But what it is, is they're actually showing that the box, the entire delivery, is being broken before it ever reaches the door. Right. And again, Brown versus Maryland talks about the what? The original package. package. Mm -hmm. And of course, the original package is baby umbilical and extra embryonic material. Yeah. That's the original package. If all of that package is not delivered, did they actually deliver you from evil? No, and they didn't keep the promise either. They didn't keep the promise. I, I think it's actually a, uh, not only is it unprofessional, but it might it's a breach, a breach of contract yeah. at the hospital level because they didn't deliver everything that belonged to baby, did no, they? No, they did not. They actually, there's an act of violence mm -hmm. that separates baby from his property, mm -hmm. the rest of baby. Yep. So they didn't fulfill that agreement unless, I mean, think about this. Did mom actually waive her right to the entirety? Or, I mean, does mom even have a right to waive off the rest of baby's property? Does anybody have a mm -hmm. right to steal the baby's uh, DNA? No, not at all. No, no, not even close. Mm -mm. And and a mother. The fact that they cut it off and said that it's something else or something new or some compound, some new compound that somebody can patent, it doesn't make it true. No, not at all. Mm -mm. And I can't think of any mother that would knowingly do that anyway. <laughs> no, 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 mom, no mother would do that. Mm -hmm. um, to 
go on a promise to ver- a verb, a pledge to do, bring about, or provide. Mm-hmm. Look at this. Number two, archaic, a warrant, hmm. or to assure. Hmm. A warrant, hmm. archaic, or assure, to promise. Um, three says chiefly dialect, di- dialectical, to betroth, betrothed. Four says to suggest beforehand, give promise of. Pre, I mean, look at that, to suggest beforehand, almost a prescribed or prescription, huh? Mm-hmm. A prescription, a script. Yeah. Scripture. Intransitive verb, to make a promise, to give, look at this, number two intransitive verb, to give ground or expectation. Wow. To give ground. Is your bio is your biology is the entirety of your biology your biological estate baby umbilical and extra embryonic that's your entire existence isn't mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. the planet zygote <laughs> mm-hmm. that you came from mm-hmm. that's a celestial body yes it is that that was that was created at, at, at fertilization, I mean, if God exists as anything more than creation, I'm not going to go there. But I'm going to say, if God is creation, mm-hmm. or if the creator, the word creator, well, then the product of fertilization, the zygote, is that created biological estate. Yes. And it's the, it's and, the ground from which you came. And can mom, can anyone promise away? Your biology. No. No. Anything mm-hmm. cut off of you, especially with a sharp tool right when you're coming into the, the new world. Yeah. That's an act of violence. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, 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 and then when they, uh, by definition, to take away the organ known as the placenta yeah. is also, according to the Palermo Protocols, trafficking. Yes, it is. And so when they remove that organ, it automatically, by definition, becomes trafficking. Yes. By definition, mm-hmm. it's trafficking. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go back to uh, Wiki. Um, this is going to get really fun, by the way, because escape clause. Yeah. The concept of an escape clause is that you, you can only escape through reality mm-hmm. by by identif- shining a light on the truth of the matter which begins at fertilization now we're back to the the biblical idea of john eight thirty two king james version mm-hmm. ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free mm-hmm. that's your escape clause john mm-hmm. eight thirty two. but but what is that it's the truth yeah that's the escape clause ultimately yeah and the and the you shall know the truth and the truth is fertilization to this moment and it isn't most people think it shall set you free but it says make you free because you know you're whole so you are made whole by that knowledge so you're free automatically uh-huh. you don't you're not asking permission to be free no. you're not asking permission for freedom you're not asking anyone to give you back what you already have if you're still breathing yes then you are still using that biology from the beginning yes 
It's the same biology. Mm-hmm. The fact that they cut a limb off of you. Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, Fifth Amendment, life and limb, life and limb, life and limb, <laughs> double jeopardy, double jeopardy, double jeopardy. Yep. The fact that they that they amputated a limb at the port of entry doesn't make it not true. No. And that's why the truth shall make you free. Because you already are. You need, this yes. is about accepting truth. Yes. Not not uh, your truth, which would be a relative truth, which is nothing more than perspective or belief. Yes, yes. I know dogs that were beaten by as, as young pups by their owners, mm-hmm. that they are shy around people mm-hmm. because of the early beating they took. Yes. Um, it's, maybe it's a form of, uh, of Stockholm Syndrome. Mm-hmm. The point is, is that we've been beaten down. Yes. Yes. We've been also beaten to the point where we believe there is an authority beyond our own. Isn't it so true? That's just so what true. Is, what, what is your constitution? My body, my biology. M- mind, my, body, and, and spirit. Mm-hmm. And spirit, yes. All of it. Yes. So when I hear people say, well, the constitution this, what constitution are they talking about? They're talking about a fictional piece of paper. They're talking about a constitution of some other government. Mm -hmm. So again, if you're claiming the 1789-1787 constitution, if you're claiming that government, then you have abdicated your own self-governance, haven't you? Absolutely. And by abdicating, again, you can only serve one master. So you're either serving your own government and making reasonable decisions for yourself self-preservation yes. Yes. or you've abandoned self-government and you now require somebody else to help you communally mm-hmm. or communistically you and you've it's like you well you've i was going back to the word stray that we were talking about earlier you know you're Somewhere in that commonality is a, a stray part of you. <laughs> that, the dog off the leash. Yep. Mm-hmm. The the animal at your animal aspect that you don't have under control. Yeah. If you don't have your animal under control, then it is out of control. Mm-hmm. And if it is out of control, it could be considered a threat. Yeah. Or at least it's assumed that it could be out of control. By assumption. And and the assumption is a real one because they cut off your biology. They separated the mind from the body the moment they cut that umbilical cord. When they put that umbilical, that biology on deposit, when they put that on deposit as a security, and then you believe that that birthday, that that birth certificate is yours, when you believe that, then you are participating in a crime against yourself. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. You're actually participating at that point in trafficking. Yeah. Now, what's really interesting about that concept of trafficking, and I'm not off topic here, when they cut that umbilical cord, leaving an umbilical cord to straddle, to actually be the bridge between the unborn and the born, 
when they cut the umbilical cord and create that scar known as belly button, the landmark, mm-hmm. when, when, when that happens, there's a space between the unborn realm that you just came from, which part of you is still stuck in, by mm-hmm. the way, mm-hmm. and your presence outside in this world. There's a space. So there's an unborn state of existence now and a born state of existence. And those two separate states is the diversity of citizenship. Yes. The in the womb is still in the water. That's subject to admiralty. And the and the heathen indigenous person on the land outside the womb is subject to something entirely different. Mm-hmm. One subject to salvage. One subject to salvation. Mm-hmm. Church and state separation, right there. Yeah. But there's a space between the unborn and born now. Yeah. So there's a state of existence called unborn and a state of existence called born. And in between those two states is interstate, an interstate space. That's where interstate traffic occurs. Mm-hmm. It occurs by trying to put Humpty hyphen Dumpty back together again. Yeah, it was, in reality, it was cut, but it's also an artificial, it's an art, it, it created an artifice, and it's, it was an, it's not natural, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, it, the word is stratagem, mm-hmm. it's a stratagem to create, to create mm-hmm. um, two sides to a story. Yeah. But we all know that as the author, how many sides of the story is there for your life? One. Only one. There are not two sides to the story. Mm-mm. Your perspective is not the author, the authoritative. Your perspective of my life is your opinion, yes. but it is not the story. Mm-mm. I get to tell my story, not you. Absolutely. Okay. Clausula. Rebus sic stantibus, things thus standing, is the legal doctrine allowing for a contract or treaty to become inapplicable because of a fundamental change in circumstances. Let's go to the word circumstance. A fundamental change in circumstance. And I'm just going to Merriam-Webster online. I'm there. A circumstance is a condition, fact, or event accompanying, conditioning, or determining another, an essential or inevitable concomitant. Now, let's look at this. Is cutting the umbilical cord necessary? No. No, not in nature. Mm-mm. So it's contrived. Absolutely. I would say it's or a, it's a, it, it's customary. Yeah, well, it's definitely a fundamental change in circumstances. It's definitely well. It says a condition, fact, or event. It, it, when they cut the cord, it is a fact. Uh, it is an event. The birth then becomes an event. They do record that event, don't they? Mm-hmm. Was on to say a subordinate or accessory fact or detail. A subordinate. Huh. 
or accessory. Hmm. A piece of evidence that indicates the probability or improbability of an event. Mm -hmm. Such as a crime. Mm -hmm. Again, without the cut, is, is there any piece of you left behind? No. Without the cut, is any piece of you not delivered into the present moment? No. And in other words, a piece of you is not left behind, frozen in that time. Mm -hmm. Again, when baby comes out, when I came out of my mom's womb, here I am in the present in full view, in mm -hmm. front of witnesses. Right. They clamp the cord and cut it. I'm out here. They wrap me up in swaddling clothes or whatever, or maybe not. Maybe they just hand me to mom. Maybe they don't even do that anymore. I don't know. The point is, is that I'm outside, mm -hmm. but the rest of me is inside. Mm-hmm. Is the rest of me in the present moment at the same time as me? No. No, it, it can't progress anymore. It's mm -hmm. not with me anymore, mm -hmm. is it? Mm -mm. The second, they the moment that the cut happens. It's the change. moment that it is no longer with me in the same moment. Exactly. I don't care if, it's, if it comes out one second or 10 minutes after me. It doesn't matter. It's now lagging behind me, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. It's my shadow. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. I'm in the light of day, but it becomes my shadow, doesn't it? Yeah, sure does. Also, when they cut it and, and they or amputate that limb, what does the afterbirth become as of eight? 1871 what is the term when you lose an arm or a leg but you still continue to feel the nerves of that limb a phantom limb it becomes a phantom limb doesn't mm -hmm. it yeah so the cut piece of you is a phantom mm -hmm. it's a ghost yeah but it was a limb by definition yeah it is an organ by definition yep and they amputated it. Mm -hmm. Did you agree to that amputation? Nope. Who gets to say that a piece of you gets cut off? The, well, the doctor does it. No, <laughs> nobody gets to. Nobody gets to. No. But it, they do it. Yes. They play. It's like they play God in that moment. <laughs> yeah. Well. And they say that. It's necessary for your health. Yeah. Well, we talked about this before. Yeah. And because Rome claims the placenta as a human creature, I think there's a reason they cut it off, but it doesn't matter. Just be because Rome makes a claim doesn't make it true. No, sure doesn't. I mean, this is where nature and reality supersedes all of man's ideas mm -hmm. if they break me apart if they cut me apart can you reduce the one entire biology can you reduce the one no no not without destroying the whole mm -mm. so by cutting or amputating the limb they have ultimately destroyed or ruined the biological estate haven't they yep ruined it wrecked it <laughs> It's a wreck, it's ruin, mm -hmm. it's, it's, a, it's an injury, it's all those things. Mm -hmm. It's a crime. But you can't, it's a crime. Mm -hmm. It is a crime. Mm -hmm. Because there is only one. 
biology. And in our in international law, it's considered one of the most heinous crimes because it's a crime against a child. It is. Mm-hmm. So the continued circumstances says the sum, the sum of essential and environmental factors as of an event or situation, the sum of essential and environmental factors, state of affairs, eventuality, circumstances, plural, situation with regard to wealth. Hmm. If they cut me off from my origin, if they cut me off from the head, the beginning, the front end, if they cut the front end off of me, my origin is the front end, isn't it? Mm Mm-hmm. It's the fountain or font from which everything else follows or everything else flows. Yes. If they cut that head off, that front end off, they have decapitated me, haven't they? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. By the way, the zygote is the font or the beginning, and if they remove the zygotic front end of me, think about the zygote as the seed, and from the seed comes the stem, the umbilical, and at the end of that stem is the fruit or the flower. Mm-hmm. The seed, the stem, and the flower are all one organism, aren't they? Yes, absolutely. Or I should say, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's singular. Mm-hmm. It looks like all That's kinds good. of evolutionary process going on, but is it still all one thing? It's all one. It is. It's all one. Mm-hmm. So when... The 46-chromosome seed known as zygote evolves in the womb over time, going from a single cell or a seed all the way to baby. How many things are there? One. One. Mm -hmm. There's only one thing, one biological thing. Mm -hmm. Doesn't matter how much evolutionary process has occurred, it's still all one. Mm -hmm. Now... Have things changed? Yeah. Well, they have, but it's still one. Yes. Yes. I mean, I could, if I don't shave for the next three or four days or five, I could have a goatee. Yeah. Have I changed my appearance? Yes. But no. Am I still the same being under the hair? Fundamentally, you're (laughs) the same thing. Uh, In fact, even the hairs on my face are the same DNA. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's all the same regardless of change. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. It sounds ridiculous. Yep. It's all the same regardless of change. It's all the same regardless of the evolutionary process. It's all one being. Yes. You can't reduce the one without destroying the one. Yes. All right. Goes on to say, attendant formalities and ritualistic display, especially as contrasted with essential procedure. Essential procedure to bringing the baby into the world would be bringing the whole baby. Yeah. The essence of the being would mm-hmm. be all of it. And the ritualistic display would be the cut. It, it, it sure seems that way. Mm-hmm. It says an event that constitutes a detail as of a narrative or course of events. Look at that. So circumstance is an event that constitutes a detail as of a narrative or course of events. Circumstance, an event that constitutes a detail as of a narrative or course of events. Okay, 
that one right there, number four under circumstance, talks about a narrative. Mm -hmm. That brings me to the word Genesis. Mm -hmm. The small g, lowercase g, Genesis. I'm going to go to it right now because we're talking about the difference between substance and immaterial, a narrative. Mm -hmm. You have substance versus the immaterial narrative. So I'm going to go to Genesis at Webster's. And look at, this is so interesting to me. I have to relax a little bit right now because this is so exciting. The escape clause is so exciting. Yes. That I don't want to get lost. Look at Genesis. Look at the G. Mm-hmm. Look at the lowercase G they're using for Genesis. Mm-hmm. You see the circle, the, the upper part of the G. By the way, this is a very specific G. Because mm-hmm. look at look at Genesis when they show you the word, but then down below where it says plural, do you see Genesis's? Are you at Webster's yet? Yeah, I am. Look at plural. What does it say? Is the G different there? Yes. Okay, so they're even differentiating the G's within the definition, aren't they? Yeah. Why don't they have the same G for plural genesises? Because it's not the same. It, well, I, it, all I'm saying is that when they show you the word Genesis, they have the proper G. Mm-hmm. And that G looks like a circle and then a specific tail that looks like the baby, the umbilical, and the extra embryonic laying on the floor. Yeah, it does. All one. Mm-hmm. So you have this special G, lowercase g, for Genesis. And the definition of that Genesis is the origin or coming into being of something. Mm -hmm. Does that mean nothing? No. Does that mean immaterial? No. No. Lowercase g is substance. It means of substance. Of substance. Mm -hmm. Something. Mm -hmm. Look at the capital G. What is that? Read that to me. What does it say there? The mainly narrative first book of canonical Jewish and Christian scriptures. Is that substance or no substance? No substance. It's no. It's so. It's immaterial. Mm-hmm. It's definitely immaterial. So the so the, even the word Genesis is defined by its 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 letters. Mm, yeah. A lowercase G is substance. And a capital G is immaterial. Wow. Okay, I'm going to go back. I'm just trying to be clear on this because it said an event that, this is circumstance again, an event that constitutes a detail, an event that constitutes a detail as of a narrative. Well, there it is right there, capital G Genesis. Mm Mm-hmm. An event that constitutes a capital G genesis. It certainly That's the does. narrative. It certainly did start a course of events. It does, is the Gregorian calendar birth certificated person substance or character? Character. And right. isn't, isn't it interesting that it was, it was put forth by a uh, man with a G... Uh, Gregorian G, capital G, in his name. Too. Re- <laughs> Gregorian calendar, fifteen eighty-two. It's it, it is a timeline 
that was created specifically for a Christian narrative. Right. A Christian narrative. So it's not substance. The birth certificate is not about substance. Not at all. It's about a story or a capital G Genesis narrative. You know, that's if one could keep in mind just to ask that question. Is it substance we're talking here or narrative? It would make things a lot simpler, wouldn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I agree with you, but you you can't win that argument Mm-mm. where you're where you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's already presumed. Yes, it is already presumed. It's already been presumed that is acceptable. So, mm-hmm. again, Customary. let's be clear about the event called birthday. Mm-hmm. Let's be really clear about that event. Mm-hmm. People have been worried about the mark of the beast forever. Mm-hmm. And they, they worry about it today. They're worried that that there's going to be something implanted into their arm, into their wrist, into their hand, implanted into them. Mm-hmm. that is going to then evidence the mark of the beast. True. That implant has already occurred. Yeah. It's the greatest implant of all time. And it's an implant as an idea in your mind. And it's even more effective because it's not of substance, so you can't point to it and say, this is it, see, you did it. And in fact, everybody's happy that they have the Mark of the Beast. Yes. They celebrate it every year. Yes. Happy. They they agree to it every year, and that idea... That implant in your mind, in your brain, is the birthday. Yep, and in fact, you're weird and unkind if you don't wish them a happy one every year. (laughs) So they have everyone agreeing to the mark of the beast by celebrating the event that gives rise to the mark. Yes. Which is the cut. So the cut creates this possibility. The cut allows for the Gregorian calendar character to be applied, and that idea, the birthday, is the implant. Yeah. And it's implanted into your mind. Yep. How do you get people to stop claiming the mark of the beast when they want to celebrate it every year? Yeah. And and it, it's associated in your mind with all these wonderful things every year. You get to be special. You get presents. You get attention. What is what is what is something that usually uh, goes along with the celebration? What what do people usually you mean the cake have and the candles, a cake the cake and the candles. So the cake, what's the Greek word for cake? Placenta. Placenta. Mm -hmm. So all you have to do is understand that the biology, the birthday cake is the placenta. Mm -hmm. And by allowing this tradition 
to continue. Mm -hmm. You will always be subject to the mark of the beast, Mm -hmm. the Gregorian calendar character, which is a narrative that is under the authority, the authorship of Pope Gregory as of 1582. Right. So if you want to keep wearing the clothing of a character born to a timeline claimed or created by the Pope, then keep celebrating the birthday. Mm-hmm. And a cre- keep, and, uh, keep agreeing that an outside authority has authority over you. The birth-certificated person, by the way, is called a conventional child Mm. it's a child of convention Mm -hmm. and that's what we're going to get back to clausa a clausula now because we're talking about such conventions absolutely so i'm going to go back to wiki international conventions wow it's an it's an international convention it is an international convention wow now 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 look at this. I'm sitting at the dining room table talking to you drinking coffee. Mm-hmm. I'm in the full I'm in the present moment mentally and physically. Mm-hmm. And spiritually because I'm breathing. Mm-hmm. Again, people don't understand that to be spiritual is nothing more than to be breathing. Mm-hmm. Spiritual is spirit spirit is inspired inspiration is breathing. So to be godly, to be filled with spirit, is to be living, mm-hmm. breathing. Mm-hmm. That's 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 it. Mm-hmm. You're breathing. You're spiritual. So I'm sitting here in the present, but 61 plus years ago, a piece of me was clamped and cut off, removed from me, and brought somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It was removed. It was it was amputated. It was removed. Let's go to the word remove or removal. Let me. I, it's one or the other, but I I, I got to see that. Remove. Removed. Removed. Let's try removed. Yeah, let's go to removed. It was removed, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Removed. Merriam-Webster. One. Distant in degree or relationship. Well, it's certainly... I'm at least, I'm 61 years away from it right now. Yeah. When did it get created? At fertilization. September 19th, September 19th, oh. 1960 at 3.50 a.m. Yes, that... that did distance. it progress at all? Did it ever progress from that moment? No, impossible. So it's frozen in time, isn't it? Yes. It doesn't move because it can't move. It doesn't have, it's not filled with spirit. It has no spirit. It has no breath. Correct. It is anti-spirit. Yes. Yes, yes. And then it dies. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's not just anti-spirit, but it becomes a decedent, doesn't it? Yes. And so now they have, on the record, a dead version of me. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it with me in the present moment as I sit and drink my coffee? Or is it way back then, 61 plus years ago? It's way back then. Look at this. Definition of removed. B, a younger or older generation. Wow. By the way, people don't understand generations, do they? No. When I think of uh, years ago, or most of my life, I thought of a generation as being 
the difference between me and my dad or the difference between my, my me and my grandpa or mm-hmm. the difference between my dad and his grandpa. Those are generations, aren't they? Right. Each cellular subdivision, every time a cell divides, it's a new generation. Yep. How many generations do you suppose I've been through from the single cell zygote to this moment? Lots. <laughs> maybe, maybe even trillions. Mm-hmm. Maybe even trillions of generations. So when they cut, clamp and cut the cord and leave that biology behind, generationally, does it continue to grow or evolve? No. No, it's frozen, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And then finally, number two, what does number two say? Separate or remote in space, time, or character. Look at that. It says remote, separate from me or remote from me in space, time, or character. And you could say separate and remote in space, Absolutely. time, and well, let's, character. Let's go, let's go to remote real quick because that's a hyperlink. Okay. Got to get my mouse to work here. Okay. Separated by an interval or space greater than usual. How? I'm... 61 years beyond mm-hmm. September 1960 or September 19th, 1960 I'm 61 years beyond that. Yep. And Has it aged a day? And in trillions of generations. Has it aged no. a day? No. 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 And you're truly. It will always be an infant, won't it? Yes. All right. And you're very, very many generations from it, too, biologically. I am, I am trillions, probably, of generations beyond my own biology. Yes. It says, far removed in space-time or relation. It's divergent. Divergent sounds like an alternative, alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Like a, an alternative path. Even a parallel universe or path. Yeah. The high road versus the low road. Yeah. The high road being filled with spirit above ground, the low road being six feet under as a decedent to state. Yeah. The next one says, out of the way or secluded. By the way, remote. If I'm sitting on my couch and I don't have to get up to change the channel, what is that called? A remote. A remote control, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the frozen in time birth certificated character controlled remotely? Yeah. Is it controlled by me or someone else? Someone else. Someone else. Mm-hmm. So and they it- have me controlled remotely. I am out here in the present moment, but because they have control of that other piece, they control me remotely, don't they? Yeah, you're. Yeah, it's the remote control for them, for you. Mm-hmm. They control me remotely mm-hmm. through my agreement to the birth certificated character. Absolutely. That that's the puppet on the string. Mm-hmm. It's the puppet on the string. Mm -hmm. They can pull my strings. They can do anything because as long as I am still mentally connected to that infancy, Mm -hmm. that birthday. By the way, how many times did you come out of the womb? Once. Why in the world do you keep celebrating it? I don't anymore. (laughs) Mm. 
sorry for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> number four says being relating relating to or involving a means of doing or using something indirectly or from a distance such as a using or involving a network connection between computers or systems in different locations b being or related to a means of collecting data about something such as an object wow. or an area from a distance Five says not arising from a primary or proximate action. Not arising from a primary or proximate action. Does the legal name is that that's realistically does it even have to exist for me to be talking to you on the phone right now? Nope. Uh, of course not. Words on a page don't matter at all to the living. Right. Do words on a page matter to a decedent estate? Yes. Yes, that's the only way. That XY axis, that flat world, that flat earth, that flat piece of paper that people want to admit to, agree to, mm -hmm. fight for. Mm -hmm. I, I know people that are actually fighting for flat earth. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolute fucking morons. Mm -hmm. that, when I hear people talk about flat earth, I realize that I'm, I'm talking to an intellectual midget, a mm -hmm. mental midget, mm -hmm. that can't get past the color, yeah. the, 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 the divisiveness of such a place. Yeah. Um, number six is small in degree or slight, distant in manner, aloof. Yep. Remote a noun, a radio or television program or a portion of a program originating outside the studio. And look at number two, it says remote control. Hmm. I'm going to go to remote control just for the heck of it. And this, this starts to make sense. Because a birth certificated person, for me, is not only physically located somewhere else, the biology assuming that it's frozen somewhere or on a on a microscope plate somewhere or even the ashes the carbon ash that was burned uh the 666 carbon ash is not where i'm sitting right now is it mm -mm. Mm -mm. so in other words my mind being this my government which is on my shoulders right now the seat of my government is sitting with me i'm sitting right here mm-hmm But what about the government of that that piece of me that was removed, violently removed and taken away? Where's that government? Well, I don't actually know where it is. I don't either. It could be Vatican City. Mm -hmm. It could be the District of Columbia. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But that's not my government, is it? No. Even Isaiah 9-6 talks about my government. Mm-hmm. My government. My government. Upon my shoulders. Right. My government is upon my shoulders. Yes. Um, look at remote control. Number one says control as by radio signal of operation from a point at some distance removed. Mm -hmm. Radio. I. We can. I could. We could keep digging, and mm -hmm. people will freak out. Federal FCC. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. The, what's the FCC? But. Talking about communication. Yep. Even Superman, when he wanted to reconnect with his origin, with his power, mm -hmm. 
What did he go into? He went into a... Phone booth. What color was it? Red. Red. Mm-hmm. He clothed himself in the maternal placenta. He clothed, he covered himself with yes. that material. Yep. And then he reconnected with his origin. Yep. And then he became super. Yep. Red. Um, look at number two. What does it say there? A second. I got Number two is a device or mechanism for controlling something from a distance. A device. Is, is the driver's license a device? Absolutely. Absolutely it's a device. Mm-hmm. Is a driver's license or any license necessary for one that is W-H-O-L-E? Nope. Nope. Chapter 1267 Congress 1921 basically says... When both terminal ends of an underwater cable, a submarine cable, arrive on the continent at the same moment in time, there is no license necessary. That's correct. That's correct. So when the umbilical cord has you on one end and your extra embryonic material on the other end, is a license required? Nope. Not according to the congressional record. Also, that means that any driver's license or any certificate that evidences anything contrary to that would be moot. But that's a remote control. They're using their paper. Mm-hmm. To chain God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you believe in the paper more than you believe in the biology, when you believe in the character more than you believe in this moment, you are being controlled remotely. And it's a device that keeps you out it of it. It is a device. It's a device that keeps you from being in the present moment, too, if you believe it. You're always in your in your head. In the, you're in, in, in immaterial things. You're not here now. The birth certificated person is a capital G Genesis narrative. Mm -hmm. The the fertilization event in the womb is a lowercase G Genesis. One's reality and one is a belief. A device. A device. Is the Bible a device? Yes. Absolutely it is. If the Bible didn't exist right now or never existed, would I still be sitting here talking to you on the phone? Absolutely. Only if we still had the same problems. <laughs> <laughs> well, we might be talking about something else. <laughs> we might, we would probably be talking, we, because birds of a feather, we would still meet up somewhere along the line in reality, mm-hmm. regardless because we think we're, we're thinking and vibrating along the same lines. We would meet up somewhere else at under other for other purposes, yeah. but because we vibrate at the same level, we found each other. Mm-hmm. We found each other because of that birds of a feather vibration. Yeah. Okay. So again, remote control. Mm -hmm. The birth certificated character is a remote control device. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's get out of this and go back to Clausa. Because what, how did we get there? From circumstances. circumstances. So look what it says. Clausa rebus sic stanibus is a legal doctrine allowing for a contract or treaty. A contract or treaty to become inapplicable because of a fundamental change of circumstances. Fundamental is the next word. Yep. By the way, by the way, what's really interesting is I smile every time I hear the word fundamental Christianity. Because I know that fundamental Christianity is including the cut. Yeah. 
Well, it's including people, the origin. It's including your godly origin, which is fertilization. Yeah. So there, fundamental Christianity, people might chuckle and laugh, but only fundamental Christianity. By, I mean, you don't need the word Christianity, by the way. Mm-hmm. But fundamental Christianity includes the cut. It includes the time in the womb. It makes you whole. Yeah. Fundamental Christianity, or the belief in the amnion, known as the Lamb, also known as, oh, a.k.a. Jesus, mm-hmm. that sacrificial Lamb, the sacrificed cut amnion membrane, is fundamental. Yes, it is. And it evidences fundamental Christianity. Mm-hmm. So we're going to fundamental at Webster's. No. I'm not. <laughs> I talk too much. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Fundamental. Okay. Read, read, you read fundamental now. Um, A, 1A, serving as a basis supporting existence or determining essential structure or function. Basic. Determining essential structure. Let's start there. Does the... Genetic material in the zygote determine the outcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. At least biologically. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about epigenetics or choice. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about the, the information provided by your, your own genetics, mm-hmm. your own uh, genetic information. Mm-hmm. DNA. That's information. And you're from the zygote, the single cell zygote, from that moment, that genetic information determines your seven foot six, four foot three, your intellect. It it determines all of those things. Yeah, it determines your brain that can see all this stuff that helps me see it who wouldn't (laughs) see it by itself. Fundamental determines essential structure. Yeah. When they cut the cord, did they go, did they stray from essential structure? Absolutely. Absolutely, because they didn't deliver all of you. Mm -hmm. The entirety. Yes. I'm not going to do this, but if you go to entire or entirety, it actually says to castrate. If they don't deliver all of me, they've castrated me. Absolutely. And that's what the cut does. Mm -hmm. It castrates the male. Yeah. It castrates the son. Mm -hmm. Now, here's what's interesting. I had this conversation last night. I'm going to say this because I don't want to forget it. There are no men or males in America. That's correct. Because the, the, the birth certificate evidences the placenta, and the placenta is a feto-maternal organ. Feto, F-E-T-O hyphen maternal, M-A-T-E-R-N-A-L, feto-maternal. It it is the biology of the infant, the baby, and the biology of mom. So the feto-maternal organ, the placenta that gets the birth certificate is a mother and child only. Yes. If the mother and child is what's on record, do either, does the child, if it's male, ever reach the age of majority? Can't. It can't because it's frozen in time. Mm-hmm. So the birth certificated mother and child is all that is in America. Mm-hmm. 
There are no men. There are no grown men. There are no adult males. Correct. You want to know why a father, a, a, a man can't protect his family? Because he's not a man. That's right. He's a child. Mm -hmm. If he keeps claiming a birthday, he keeps claiming infancy. Mm -hmm. Does the birth certificated person ever age? No. 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 It never gets beyond infancy. How many times do you have to come out of the womb? In reality, only once. Well, you only come out of it once, mm -hmm. but you keep celebrating infancy, and that includes all the men. So there are no men, because they keep claiming an infant birthday. Yep. They keep revolving. It's a revolutionary war. Yep. You keep going back. You keep circling back to become the infant every year. Yep. You can never ever become the age of majority by claiming that infancy. Yep. It's the perfect weapon. It is. Because you do it yourself. Mm -hmm. You self-destruct every time. Mm -hmm. Fundamental, determining essential structure, essence, yep. structure. It says serving as a basis supporting existence. Again, if you are only the immaterial narrative, do you exist substantially? No. No. By the way, do ghosts have rights? No. Nor do, do dead bodies? Have... Do dead bodies have rights? No. So when you claim a birthday, there's only two possibilities. A ghost, they call it the American spirit. <laughs> mm -hmm. and a dead body, a decedent to state. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yep. You wonder where your rights have gone? Your rights went along with your infancy. Yeah. And now, as the infant, the perpetuated infancy, you are always under guardianship. Yeah. By the way, that joke about women and children first, yes, every man has been sacrificed. Mm -hmm. All the males have been sacrificed. Yeah. The father's name does not get handed down. It's called expellatio. That sounds funny. But expellatio is where the true heir has yet to come forward and claim the estate. There's no way to do that in this system. Mm -mm. The record, the birth certificate, evidences infancy for everybody forever. Mm -hmm. Which means you will always be under guardianship. Yep. Everybody. Yep. And there are no men. There are no men in America. Mm -mm. What's really funny is the Spanish word, maricón. <laughs> maricón. What is maricón? Spanish. Mary. America. M E R. Uh, M-E-R-I-C-O-N, I think. Mm -hmm. if, if somebody said, hey, Kurt, are you American? <laughs> American? <laughs> of course I am. Mm -hmm. What's American? I'm well, going to go to it. Something about Mary, I would think. American, Spanish. Homosexual. Wow. Queer. Bastard. Vulgar. See that? Wow. 
So think about this. There are no men in America. Wow. Through the birth certificate at infancy. But it's funny because to be a Mary Con, Mary Con, M-A-R-I-C-O-N. Kurt, are you American? Are you asking me if I'm homosexual? In Spanish, it's extremely offensive and profoundly insulting. Well, let me ask you something. Do Mary Cones, if they are truly Mary Cone, do they have offspring? No. No. I, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be vulgar. I'm trying to be clear. Mm -hmm. If a society is uh, homosexual, will there be? Will can it perpetuate? No. Not in bi not biologically, it can't. Mm -hmm. So, if a miracle, if men in America are missing, there can be no more. Yeah. It dies off. Yeah. But on paper, it can be perpetuated. Yeah. Okay. I'm just again. These, there was a lot of ideas, but I'm trying to. By the time we get done with Clausula, Reba, Sick, Stantibus, you'll realize that the escape clause is reality. Yeah. Yeah, it sure is. It'll be re it, it'll be obvious that it's reality. Mm -hmm. um, all right, I'm going to get out of here. Fun back to fundamental. Let's see what we've missed here so far. Look at this. So it says serving as an original or generating source, primary. Mm. Is the is the seed is the zygote the source? Absolutely. It's the original. It's the generating source. The seed. The oak tree comes from the seed, from the acorn, doesn't it? Yep. No zygote, no The crew. baby comes from the zygote, doesn't it? Yep. No zygote, no baby. And and the, the, the evidence of that is the cord itself, the stem itself, the cable itself. Mm -hmm. And that is the evidence of the connection of its origin. Yes. If you cut the cord between baby and its source, have you cut the baby off from its inheritance? Yes. From its father's name? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It says primary. Number two says, ever related to essential structure, function, or facts? Radical. Let's click on radical real quick. It's always crazy. Fundamental means radical. Yeah. Go to one, uh, 1A2. Growing from the base of a stem or from a root-like stem or from a stem that does not rise above the ground. And one says, of, related to, or proceeding from a root such as. Again, the baby is at the end of a stem, isn't it? Mm -hmm. The baby's at the end of a cord. Yes. So it's radical. Wow. It's radical by definition. See, people don't understand the words, so they, 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 they think there's something else. If somebody says, hey, you're a radical, and you go, no, I'm not. Well, yes, you are, uh -huh. by definition. Yeah. Because you you were the fruit or the flower at the end of a stem. Yeah. You came from the base of a stem. Hell, your, um, your, your belly button evidences it. Yeah. I'm of or relating to the origin. 
I'm the fruit of the origin of my medical. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to back up out of that. Go back again to fundamental. Uh, it says also of or dealing with general principles rather than practical application. Hmm. Adhering to fundamentalism of central importance. Fundamental is of central importance. Mm. Central importance. Yeah, that's true. What's really funny is that, I mean, central importance would be core. Mm -hmm. What's the word after central importance? Principle. Principle, P-A-L, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Let's click on principle. So fundamental is also principle. Yeah. Like when you deposit money in a bank, that money in the bank that supposedly is earning interest is the principal amount, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When they cut and take this material and place it on deposit or as a deposition in the in God we trust as the res or the thing or the object of trust, it becomes the principle, doesn't it? Yes. What is the definition of principle? Uh, number one is most important, consequential or influential, chief. If what happens when they cut that off? Did they cut off the chief? Absolutely. And, and let's click on chief real quick. Read it. Accord, uh, chief number one accorded highest rank or office. Highest. Mm-hmm. Did they cut off the highest rank or office? Yes, absolutely. Number two says what? Of greatest importance or influence. Is there anything beyond the greatest? Mm-mm. No, they cut off the greatest mm-hmm. importance, something of that much importance or influence. Yeah. Adverb is chiefly. What is the noun? The upper part of a herald heraldic symbol, a field. Heraldic field, the upper part. Mm -hmm. What does number two say? The head of a body of persons or organization. What's the last word there? Leader. They cut off the head. Mm -hmm. They decapitated you when they cut that umbilical cord. Yeah. And then, of course, number three says what? The principal or most valuable part. They cut off your origin Mm -hmm. and when they did that they cut you off from god the creator the creation yes and they they cut you off from that which was created Mm -hmm. which is the origin of the species they cut you off from your own species yeah by cutting that umbilical cord Mm -hmm. but it's, it's look at it says in chief says in the chief position or place, often used in titles. They cut you off from your very, your, your own, ex- your whole, mm-hmm. your, 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 your existence. Yeah. They made you immaterial. They turned you into a ghost. Yep. And then they got you to agree to it. Hey, that's the spirit. Mm-hmm. You're mean-spirited. They're talking to ghosts. Mm-hmm. They're not talking to living people. They're talking and referring to ghosts. Mm -hmm. And they all live in a 
very haunted house. Mm-hmm. The White House. Yep. That's where everybody is stuck. Yeah. They're stuck in the White House. Yep. Or stuck in the Library of Congress. They're stuck someplace. Mm-hmm. All right, let's, let's back out of this. And we use our own breath inspiration to blow out our light every year when we celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> we use our own breath to blow out the candle mm-hmm. to, uh, to, uh, to, again, agree to the darkness. Yep, every year. Yep. Bl- we yep. blow out our own light. Yep. Wow. Apparently, you're, we're just candles in the wind. <laughs> All of us. Yeah. All right, so principal, P-A-L, P-R-I-N-C-I-P-A-L, principal. The principal yeah. is the head. They decapitate us. And what's, what's another word that, that patriots learn really quick? Capitus diminutio maxima. Mm-hmm. They they decapitalize us. They behead us. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that even even in the French Revolution or whatever, you had um, what guillotines, guillotines to mm-hmm. cut off heads. Yeah. But yeah. but Marie Antoinette made a statement during that period when everybody's heads were being cut off. And that statement was, let them eat cake. Mm -hmm. What's the Greek word for cake? Placenta. Let them eat placenta. But a lot of people go, oh, Kurt, I've never ate placenta. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. You are consuming. If If you're using the birth certificated title or name, that is born b o r n e to that placenta then you are cons- you are indirectly consuming the placenta the cake mm-hmm. they even say you can't have your cake and eat it too mm-hmm. you can't be and be eaten at the same time right in fact the symbol for that eating yourself or eating your own tail is what the um Caduceus? Ouroboros. Ouroboros. That's Ouroboros, right. the snake eating its own tail. Yeah, yeah. That's the birthday. Yes. The yeah. revolution or revolutionary war continues, and the and the the Ouroboros, the snake eating its tail, is you eating your placenta, yeah. eating your cake. You by eating your cake, you can't have it too. Mm-hmm. You can't be both living and not living. If I every day I woke up and I ate an organ, if I ate my arm or ate my leg, eventually I would be gone. Yeah. That's what they have us doing, consuming ourselves and each other through a what? Through a public DNA pool, yeah. a communist pool, a communist trust. They call it the Sedeke Vi or Sedeke Trust, but that Sedeke Trust is the in God we trust. Mm-hmm. They put that godly material into a trust and then they have us all eating out of it. Mm-hmm. And snakes can never stand up off the ground either. What? Where did they place Jesus? In God we trust. Where did they place Jesus in the story? Of the in a manger. Oh right, right. Yeah, sorry. What is a manger? It's where cattle feed. It's a food trough. Mm-hmm. Where pe- where animals eat from, so mm-hmm. they place the, the 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 baby Jesus, the afterbirth amnion lamb of God, in a trough. 
a food trough that every all the public eats from. The chattel eat from the food trough. Eating their Those own. Those that believe in that story continue to eat cake, yes. placenta, food yeah. trough material. Which Hell, is, you go to church every Sunday or whatever and eat. They even say this is the body and blood of Christ. Yep. And they get you to eat it. Yep. yep. Consume the story. Mm -hmm. Buy into the story. Yep. Subscribe to the story. <laughs> Subscribe, yep. underwrite, guarantee, warrant. You are paying. You are the security for that story. Yep. I say I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. No thanks. No thank you. I'm, you know what? You don't need to deliver that 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 news of the world to me anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't need that story. Yeah. I'm not going to eat my neighbor. I'm not going to continue to eat myself. Yeah. My neighbor doesn't owe me his life. That's correct. My 29-year-old son doesn't owe anybody any piece of his life. That's correct. No matter how much Debbie and I give to people, that's our own choice to give out of our hearts. But to have it confiscated, to have it stolen right at the port of entry, forcing us into a hostage situation where our biology is a hostage mm -hmm. for this system. Yep. That's where we're at, people. It is. You need an escape clause. Mm-hmm. And that escape clause, clause Sula Reba Sic Stantivus. By the way, it only works at the international level, doesn't it? Yes. Yes. Are you following so far? Yep, totally. I love it. <laughs> so let's go back to Wiki and keep going on that. What did I send you on the, in the email? So we went from, okay, international law, customary, international, and then the Vienna Convention. That's how we're, we'll get through that now. Okay, okay so go back to Wiki. Mm -hmm. And now it says, again, Clause Zula Reba Sic Stantibus is the legal doctrine allowing for a contract or a treaty to become inapplicable because of a fundamental change of, in, of circumstance. Okay. A, a contract or a treaty. The United States of America. America is a landmass. And America is North, Central, and South America, isn't it? Yes. America is subject to Intercetera, 1493, It's subject to the doctrine of discovery. So America is claimed by Rome for Rome. Mm -hmm. Is the United States? No. No. Mm -mm. So the idea of the United States, and where is the United States located? Well, it's it, there's an overlay over part of North America. Mm-hmm. So the United States is not America. Mm -mm. It's an idea that overlays some of the the, the um, landmass of America. Mm -hmm. So the 48 lower states 
and I'm, 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 and I'm going to say Alaska and Hawaii, 50 mm-hmm. states. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to just use the lower 48. Mm-hmm. That you, there's an outline in North America of the lower 48. Yes. And prior to those lower, lower 48 existing, there were 13 colonies that turned into the original 13 states. Correct. Now, I, I don't know all the details of how they grew beyond their original 13. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to say that the United States lower 48 for sure, is not America. Yes. Okay. So the United States is an idea that lays over the top of America. Mm-hmm. There is a treaty between the United States and America. Mm-hmm. So the treaty then, in order for it to work, has a bond or a system, a bondage system, that makes it the United States of America. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the United States and America are bonded or bound together through the treaty. Through a treaty. Mm-hmm. The United States is one situation, and America is another. Mm-hmm. The United States is a father bloodline situation called just sanguinis, and America is a mother just solely land situation. Mm-hmm. Father and mother together is the United States of America. Okay. Father separate is the United States. Mother separate is America. Yep. That's why they call it diversity of citizenship, because when you put the father's blood and the mother's soil together, that's the United States of America. The funny thing about our biology is it's the same deal. When my father's bloodline, Kallenbach, um, merged with my mother's bloodline pappas the motherland pappas and the father land hollenbach were bound together biologically mm-hmm. that's called fertilization yes fertilization then creates a brand new unique 46 chromosome etazuni united states yes so now the 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 new sovereign 46 chromosomes, sovereign, and and you can only be sovereign by being whole. Right. Because you have a direct link to God. Mm -hmm. There is no middleman. Nope. There's no middleman. Fertilization is an act of creation, an act of God, and the product of that act is a zygote. There is no middleman. Right. You you are directly linked to God. Yes. You're a product of God. Mm -hmm. But they created a system through... America being subject to intercetera and the doctrine of discovery and the United States. Mm-hmm. And that is why you, the United States has always been a gold-backed um, idea and America has always been a silver-backed idea. Mm-hmm. I always found it interesting that, you know, you used to watch like National Geographic and they would always have the silverback gorillas. Mm-hmm. Silverback gorillas, <laughs> the heathens, the heathens, the monkeys, mm-hmm. backed by silver. Yeah, wow. Those are the natives on the American soil. Mm-hmm. The only way that you can civilize those silverback heathens, those silverback monkeys, is through Christianity. Mm-hmm. So until. 
those monkeys became civilized through Christianity. They were monkeys. They were heathens. They were non-Christians. They were ethnics. So you have the bloodline of the Father, consciousness, Heavenly Father, now bound with the soil or the biology of Mother. Mm -hmm. That's the United States of America. Those United States are the state of the unborn and the state of the born Mm -hmm. as one unit. And the bond is between those two states, the interstate place where the bar attorneys work. Mm -hmm. They work interstate. If there's a break or a cut in the umbilical cord, then there is a break or a cut in the bond between the United States and America. That's what's happened. We're experiencing a break in the bond between the United States and America. Rome used to control everything through intersetera. Right. But when we identify fertilization as our origin and we become whole, then Rome loses its control over the living. Uh-huh. When you recognize the fetal part of the placenta, then you remove the fetal part of the placenta out of the human creature that has been subject to unum sanctum. Mm-hmm. Now Rome doesn't have a claim on you. Nope. Right now, we're experiencing Rome doing all it possibly can through the United Nations and all of the health departments to try to regain control or some, some form of bond to the living. Right. I don't think they can do it. I think the cat's out of the bag. I think reality is going to end all of the superstitious nonsense that has controlled man. Mm-hmm. When you know your godly origin, Rome doesn't there's nothing for Rome to do. Right. There's no their Jesus middleman is no longer required. You don't need to bend a knee and claim faith to regain your own biology back. No, because you're already whole. You don't need a bonding agent. You don't. And the you're self-evident. You're still breathing, yep. and and you're still filled with spirit, and you've always been using the same biology. So there's no way that they can say there's a decedent estate, and they're using the decedent estate in their legal system. Right. Without the decedent estate, there is no separate legal name. Right, and there is, and in, they say it in their own doctrines that a spiritual man shall be judged by no man. I and think that's what? First Corinthians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. again, there's no disagreement Mm-mm. anywhere in reality. Mm-mm. I mean, even Rome agrees that you have one beginning. Yeah. Two beginnings would be Manichaean or Manichaeus. Mm-hmm. One beginning, how many beginnings did you have? One. Where was it? Fertilization. Fertilization. Is conception and fertilization the same thing? Mm-mm. What is conception? When it's implanted into the, when the zygote implants into the wall of the uterus. Right, and that's seven to 14 days later. Mm-hmm. So conception and, and fertilization, so again, fertilization is the true origin of you, your mm-hmm. godly origin and the origin of the species, whereas conception, 7 to 14 days later, becomes the immaculate conception of a birth-certificated placenta. Mm-hmm. Or an easement on um, the motherland. <laughs> Thank you for not letting me forget that. Yeah. When, 
your 46 chromosome zygotic material plants into the wall of the uterus, what happens is, is the development at that moment or beginning at that moment of the placenta is now an easement across the motherland or upon mom's uterine material. So now your biology is interfacing it's not mixing it's interfacing through an easement but that easement is temporary because you're not going to be an infant your whole life so even the easement of the placenta is temporary Mm -hmm. but they get you to agree to that easement for your entire life through the birth certificated placenta right now there's an easement between you and rome who's claiming the mother land Intercetera, the Americas, Intercetera, and now they have an easement into your life. They are literally undermining you. Yes. Undermining your godly estate. They're undermining it mm-hmm. through an easement. Yes. Where your biology and mom's biology for a short period of time in the womb are connected. Mm-hmm. That's an easement. Yeah. And they're using that easement as joinder. Yep. But as as the living, breathing, evolutionary being, do you require that easement today? No. When is the only time you require that easement? In the womb. In the womb. Mm-hmm. What's really interesting, again, is spiritually, the idea of breath. In the womb mother is breathing for you Mm -hmm. now you're still filled with spirit Mm -hmm. but mother is breathing for you so in the womb can you survive without the breath of mother no but out of the womb you no longer require the breath of mother correct but but as long as you keep claiming a birth certificated in the womb unborn child placenta do you require the help of mother yes yes Mm -hmm. you can't survive without it Mm -mm. it's interesting that when the the fake covid was 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 happening back in early march of 2020 the first thing they did was they 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 blocked your breath they put a mask on your face yeah so that you evidenced no breath yeah that you actually put a mask over your breath over your face to block the breath of god and evidence Mm -hmm. that you required help that it's your you you were you were basically broadcasting that you needed help to breathe they even used the word what When, when when you needed help breathing what did they have prepared for you a ventilator a ventilator Mm mm-hmm the ventilator is the legal person to help you breathe underwater in the in the womb. Yeah. No, wow. Kurt, there were real ventilators. Listen. That's so far from reality. It's a great distraction. It's it was. Mm-hmm. But they lost the surety ship. They lost the mm-hmm. ability. The bond was broken between their 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 nonsensical treaty. Back in 2020, for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. I think sooner than that. Mm-hmm. But they, they finally just had to do something. They closed up shop. Mm-hmm. They closed up shop. Um, go back to uh, Claw Sula because we got three things to get through here. Next paragraph, it says, because 
the doctrine is a risk to the security of treaties. Hear this. Clausula rebus sic stantibus is a legal doctrine, right? Mm-hmm. And it allows for the contractor treaty to become inapplicable because of a fundamental change in, of circumstances. Mm-hmm. You can't get more fundamental than going from a water world to a dry land world. No. But it says, because the doctrine is a risk to the security of treaties. So this escape clause is a risk yeah. to the security of treaties. Yeah. It says it as its scope is relatively unconfined, the conditions in which it may be invoked must be carefully noted. Mm-hmm. So they're telling you that this escape clause exists, mm-hmm. but most people will never, ever know. Mm-mm. They're going to hide it. Mm-hmm. It goes on to say the function in international law. The doctrine is part of customary international law. Click on customary international law. Okay. It says customary international law is an aspect of international law involving the principle of custom. Along with general principles of law and treaties, custom is considered by the is considered. Custom is considered. Mm-hmm. Got it? Yeah. By the International Court of Justice. Jurists and the United Nations and its member states to be among the primary Sources of international law. So the custom cut. Yeah, that's why it's is the, the primary source. The um, custom cut at the port of entry is the primary source. They're cutting off the principle. Mm-hmm. Right? It's the we already primary, covered that. Yeah, it's the primary source of international law. So the cut itself, the infancy, the 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 that is cut off of you is the primary source of international law. Wow. But look what it says here. It says that it, the custom is considered by the International Court of Justice. That's the UN's court. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is I posted the other day, UN, we, know, we, we always see the capital letters UN as being United Nations. Mm-hmm. But I always think now when I see the unborn, when I, when I saw... President Trump talk about unborn, I saw UN born Born. or the United Nations born Mm -hmm. character, the United Nations member. Right. And of course, the word member is also the amputated phantom limb. Mm -hmm. It's the phantom limb. It's the it's the amputated um, organ. That's that what's being used as the measure inside the international realm. Plus, it's the source of all their jurisdiction. All, all of they can ju- adjudicate is that. Also, it's the source of pacifists. When you are whole and you're not arguing over the cut, you're mm-hmm. no longer at war. And mm-hmm. when you're not at war, there's peace. Yeah. So when you understand the violent cut is an act of war, the violence itself creates a cut. That cut then creates an end that people will fight over mm-hmm. commercially i should mm-hmm. say fight over yeah. and that commercial war is war nevertheless mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. hell even the word i mean think about this as a kid tug of war mm. what is the tug of war on a cord <laughs> two groups of people pulling on an end of a cord mm-hmm. 
that's that's what's happening here. On mm-hmm. your end, you're tugging, and on their end, they're tugging, and whoever wins gets the prize, prize. and mm-hmm. the prize is your inheritance. Yeah, wow. It's 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 actually the Holy Grail because the placenta is is a grail. It's a cup that the body and blood of Christ was in, and that happens to be the placenta. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter. That's for another call. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so again, it says many governments accept in, in principle the existence of customary international law, though there are differing opinions as to what rules are contained in it. Um, so that would be what measures are contained in it. Absolutely. Contained in it. Mm-hmm. Many governments accept in principle the existence of customary international law, which is a cut, then it goes on to say, although there are different differing opinions as to what rules, rule, rule, a rule is a measure. Mm-hmm. Look it up. If you look up the word rule, it'll say a measure. Mm-hmm. Well, what is a measure? It's a cut. Mm-hmm. So if I have, uh, uh, if I cut off six inches of the umbilical cord, that six inches is a measure, but it's also known as a rule. Mm-hmm. Now think about it. If there's the unborn realm and there's the born realm. What is the one thing that straddles both worlds, the unborn and the born? The umbilical cord. The umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. It becomes the means, the medium of exchange between those two worlds. Yep. They're using a cord, a cord, mm-hmm. an agreement to straddle the unborn and the born. Mm-hmm. And they're doing, but they don't need to do that if there's no cut. That's correct. Um, I'm going to go back to clause, clause, uh, because I want to get to, um, I, we've been on almost two hours. Yep. What I want to do is read back, go back to function in international law. It says the doctrine, I'm back to clause Sula. Got it? Mm-hmm. And this is where we can end today because it's so amazing to me. The doctrine is part of a customary international law, but it is also provided for in the 1969 Vienna Convention on the Law of Treaties under Article 62, Fundamental Change of Circumstance. Although the doctrine is not mentioned by name. Okay, so again, they're not, it's there, but they don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. Article 62 provides the only justifications for its invocation. In other words, for the escape clause. Mm-hmm. Okay, I know this is going to sound funny, but I, I have to go pee. I'll be right back. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> Hang
you there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> People will realize over time how informal we are. Yeah, really. It's like it is what it is. Um, <sighs> yeah, it is what it is. It's at, at 62 years old or whatever, you know, when I got to go, I got to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's the so prerogative of living, of the living, <laughs> to be real. Yeah, that's right. I, and I'm the author of authority yeah, over right. over my universe, that's my right. my one verse, my one story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it says Article 62 provides the only justifications for its invocation. The circumstances that existed at the time, the circumstances that existed at the time of the conclusion of the treaty were indeed objectively essential to the obligations of the treaty. Look at that. The obligations of the treaty. Mother provided oxygen for me inside the womb. So that's a treaty. That's the that's the time frame that I require the help of mother. Right. When I no longer need mother's help, that concludes that in the womb treaty between me and mom. Absolutely. Now, there's no reason for a third party to be involved in this because it's just me and mom. Right. But because of the placenta being considered a patentable, a patentable, what's the word we talked about the other day? Where... It's a compound. Yeah. Remember that. I'm going to go to the word compound real quick. The placenta is a compound. It has two different elements. Yes. It's also known as the tertium quid, but it's a compound. Yes. So let's go to compound real quick. And a compound, by the way, I'm going to go to this um, as far as people people talk about patentable products and things. Let me let me go to this. Here it is. There it is. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's a composition. Oh, composition. Okay. So, so go to composition. So the the placenta is a composition. Mm-hmm. So let's it's it because it's composed of more than one. Yeah. But so is so is Curtis Richard Kallenbach a composition. Yes, absolutely. Right. Mm-hmm. So it says composition is the act or process of composing, specifically arrangement into specific proportion or relation, proportion or relation, and especially into artistic form. Again, years ago, I remember uh, looking up the word child in a in a Catholic dictionary and said child is a art, is is Christian is, art. Christian art. Mm-hmm. So they're looking at child, the word child is Christian art, and of course Christian art then makes it something entirely different. It says, the arrangement of type for printing, the production of type or type of typographic characters arranged for printing. Again, you're always, you're always looking at the XY axis now. Mm-hmm. The manner in which something is composed. Then general makeup the quantitative or uh, qualitative makeup of a chemical compound. Look at this. Number three, what does it say? Mutual settlement or arrangement. Mutual settlement or arrangement. 
settlement. I mean, that that right there could easily be the easement. Absolutely. While I'm in mother in the wall of the uterus, my biology, that's an easement. That's a settlement. Mm -hmm. I've settled there, have I not? Yeah, and it's an agreement. But they're they're calling this a composition. So I'm going to go to 35 U.S. Code 101. Let's go to 35 U.S. Code 101 real quick. 35 U.S.C. 101. And I'm going to go to Cornell Law. Mm -hmm. It says, inventions patentable. That's right. This is about a patent. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, it says, whoever invents or discovers any new and useful process, comma, machine, comma, manufacture, comma, or composition of matter, comma, or any new and useful improvement thereof comma, may obtain a patent, therefore, comma, subject to. Did you go away? Hello? Hello? Okay, there you are. You must have hit silence. No, I didn't touch anything. It just does it. So, subject to the conditions and requirements of this title. July 19th, 1952. Mm-hmm. So 1952 is two years before the stateless person of 1954 occurred. 1952 is just a year or two before the UCC went into full effect. Mm-hmm. The uniform, uniform, uniform commercial code. Of course, the uniform is the custom cut uniform, the t- custom tailored uniform, which is also the Procrucian cut at the port of entry where they made all one size fit all. They cut everybody down to size and gave them a character, mm-hmm. a formation where everybody became subject to this international agreement. When, when did, um, when did it, um, Conception changed from fertilization to implantation. What year was that? Uh, probably around Roe v. Wade, the late 60s. Okay, was that long? Okay. Well, mm-hmm. remember, they were arguing over what constituted an abortion. Right, exactly. And when you cut the cord, it you're aborting, you're aborting the completion of that. You're terminating the entire delivery. Yes, so baby comes out, you clamp the cord and cut it, and now you've aborted the entirety of the delivery. Yes. Because So clamping and cutting the cord is always an abortion. Yes. And so Roe v. Wade had to come up, so they would say, well, wait a minute here, conception now means um, this. Mm-hmm. Because conception, they weren't interested in the baby. They threw baby out with the baptismal waters, but they wanted the conceived child, the implantation child, the birth certificated placenta, to be the child. Yeah. So they throw the baby away yeah. as a heathen on the land, mm-hmm. but they keep the, 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 the religious, immaculate conception of implantation, and that becomes an invention. Yeah. And then they patent, they patent that composition of properties. Mm-hmm which is also a tertium quid. So the feto-maternal, feto-maternal composition becomes the birth certificated person, and that person is patentable. Your nature, nature is not patentable, but this newly discovered, unclaimed composition of materials becomes a patentable product. Right. 
35 USC 101, inventions patentable. They're talking about the placenta being a patentable idea. Mm -hmm. And then that supports their easement because... And that becomes the easement or the joinder that Mm -hmm. they're using in every single court action. Exactly. Okay, so getting out of the... I'm going to back out of this composition because, again, people say, well... This is a patent. They can't patent nature. No, but they could patent that tertium quid idea as a new composition or a new discovered composition. Yeah. And, of course, that falls perfectly within the doctrine of discovery because they're talking about non-Christian lands being discoverable. Yes. And if it's a heathen, if it's a non-Christian biology, then they can discover the non-Christian biology. And right there, and it patent says, it. And patent it. Yeah, well, and it says in the inventions patentable, whoever invents or discovers. And so they've created something new that can be discovered, and it's patentable because it's not biological, it's not nature, not of nature. But when you know your godly origin and you remove your fetal property from the placenta in your own mind, does that third party, third person, tertium quid, uh, composition of matter exist? Nope. All gone. No. Poof. No, it's gone. Yep. Poof. And Poof. so that's what they're struggling with right now is that somebody woke up, somebody awakened to the placenta being a new third party or, or, or a patentable third party. And by, by acknowledging fertilization to this moment, I remove my biology from that patent, from that patentable product. Now their invention can't work anymore. Right. I am no longer, I can't be pulled in as collateral, collateral to their claims. Mm-hmm. Because that's what the placenta is. If, if, so, if mom's biology makes a claim, then I'm collateral through the placenta. If I make a claim, then mom's collateral through the placenta. Mm-hmm. But if I take my property out of the placenta by knowing that all the boundaries of my property which is fertilization of this moment, then I remove my property biologically from that patented product. And that's the fundamental change of circumstances? That's the fundamental change of circumstance. In other words, the fundamental change of circumstance is actually the truth. Yeah, wow. Knowing, learning the truth is a fundamental change of circumstance. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Wow. And there it is. There's your escape clause. There's your escape hatch. Wow. So let's see if there's anything else. Wow. Oh, yeah, I wanted to finish up with the Vienna Convention. Yeah. So let's go to, I, I gave you a link. Go. I'm going to first just read a little bit of, of, out of Wikipedia about what the Vienna Convention was. Okay. And then I'm going to go to the actual treaty, um, Article 62, 63, and 64. Okay. The Vienna Convention on the Law of Treaties is an international agreement. Regulating treaties between states, between states, between states. The unborn and the born are two different states. Yes. So they're saying there's, there is something between that. Mm-hmm. I'm saying there is nothing between that. I used to be in the water and now I'm on the land. Mm-hmm. There is no break. There is no wreck. There's nothing. I am still using the very same biology, the very same biological estate. There is no piece of me left behind, ruined, Because I'm still using it. I'm still breathing. Mm -hmm. 
Mom used to breathe for me in the womb, but I breathed for me outside the womb. Even in the Bible, it says to come out of her. Yeah, and the treaty and agreement, the agreement with her is finished because you are no longer in the womb. That's finished. It's there complete. is no, that was a temporary easement. Yes. Mm-hmm. That does is no longer required. It is a change of circumstance. Yep. It says, an international agreement relating to treaties between states, known as the Treaty on Treaties. A treaty on treaties! Wow. It establishes comprehensive rules, procedures, and guidelines for how treaties are defined, drafted, amended, interpreted, and generally operated. An international treaty is a written agreement between international law subjects reflecting their consent to the creation, alteration, or termination of their rights and obligations. Again, my obligation, remember 22 U.S.C. 288B says, when an owner arrives in connection with his baggage and effects, there is no duty to perform and no IRS, mm -hmm. no internal revenue. Right. That means that when I'm whole, W-H-O-L-E, when an owner, me the baby, arrives in connection, there's the umbilical cord, with his baggage and effects, there's the extra embryonic material. Mm -hmm. When I arrive whole, there is no duty to perform, and there is no internal revenue. There is no internal revenue. The idea is this. When you know your godly origin, that's full immunity. Mm -hmm. You're immune from all nonsense. Mm -hmm. You're immune from all nonsensical claims. You're immune from the collateral position. Yeah. You're immune from all of it when you know the truth of the matter. Yeah. So, now I'm going to go to the actual convention. No. And I'm going to, I'm, this will close with this because when you see this, and I'm going to go down to, what did they say, 62? Yeah, 62. Art yeah. Article 62. Uh, there's probably so much in this, but I don't want to waste any more time. Mm -hmm. Let's just go to 62. Fundamental change of circumstances. Article 62. Okay? Mm -hmm. I'm there. A fundamental change of circumstances which has occurred with regard to those existing at the time of the conclusion of a treaty. Again, the treaty between me and mom realistically ended when I came out of the womb. Mm -hmm. Now, did it end for the placenta? No. No. If the placenta is looked at as separate from me... Then it never ends. Then then it's still enforceable because the placenta is a fetal-maternal organ. Right. But if I am W-H-O-L-E, whole, and that, that means baby, umbilical, and extra embryonic material, if I remove all my property and look at it as one biology, then the placenta doesn't have me as collateral, does it? No. No, the treaty so I've now re I've removed. I'm not part of the treaty anymore. I'm not. Mm. That, that easement across the motherland is no longer required. That's right. Okay, so it's a change of circumstance, but it says, and which was not foreseen by the parties may not be invoked as a ground for terminating or withdrawing from the treaty unless, by the way, somebody had to wake up at some point. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay, so there, that, that has to have been, there has to be a contingency in place. Uh, the the contingency is probably COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
probably COVID. Yeah. So that, that became their contingency plan mm-hmm. to, to identify the covered COV ID identity, the, the, the covered infant, also known as the PHI, as in fee, which is also known as protected health information. That's the cut, which all began at HEW, Health mm-hmm. Education Welfare. But what does the hue mean? To cut. To cut. So it always goes back to the cut, no matter mm-hmm. what. It goes back to the cut. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Article 62A says the existence of those circumstances constituted an essential basis of the consent of the parties to be bound to the treaty. Of course, in the womb, no doubt that the implantation which is also known as conception now, is required. Yes, absolutely. In the womb, mm-hmm. it's required. Mm-hmm. And then it goes on to say, B, the effect of the change is radically wow. to transform the extent of obligations still to be... By the way, again, if you do not accept evolutionary process, if you don't agree with evolutionary process or evolution, then you- do you fall... Yes. Do you remain forever under the care of Rome? Absolutely. Right, because either you evolve and change, even though it's all the same biology, that biology from seeds, just like the acorn turned into the great oak, the the zygote turned into the great Curtis Mm -hmm. Richard Curtis R. Period Kallenbach. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The great oak. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, Goes on to say. Uh, B. Two, a fundamental. B. B. The effect of the change is radically to transform the extent of obligations to be performed under the treaty. Again, there are there's nothing to perform. Twenty two USC two eight eight B says when an owner arrives in connection with that means knowing. Knowing my connection to my zygotic material is not physical anymore. No. It's knowledge. Yes. Knowing the truth of my godly origin is knowledge, but it is a connection. Yes. I'm connecting to my zygotic origin through knowledge, mm-hmm. not faith. Mm-mm. Knowledge of fertilization is not faith. That's correct. If it was still requiring faith, then I would have to go through a medium of exchange or an intermediary for me to get to that place. But when I have knowledge of fertilization, I don't need a middleman. No. And that's the conclusion of the treaty. Mm-hmm. Now, if the whole world ended that conceptual treaty then the bankers don't have any securities or hostages (laughs) to force to perform. Yeah. That's where, that's where we're at today. Mm -hmm. By knowing your godly origin, again, I'm not removing God. Mm -mm. I'm bringing God back into the equation. Yeah. This is where all of the religious people will have a problem because they want to believe something that is not physically possible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Two, again, a fundamental change of circumstance may not be invoked as a ground for terminating or withdrawing from a treaty. A fundamental change of circumstance may not be invoked. 
Um, let's keep reading, though. A, if a treaty establishes a boundary. Or B, the fundamental change is the result of a breach by the party invoking it, either of an obligation under the treaty or of any other international obligation owed to any other party to the treaty. Again, this knowledge removes, it actually makes the treaty moot. Yeah, yeah. Because they're saying that somebody has a claim beyond me or mom. <laughs> right. To, to that implantation. Yeah, there's no... What they're doing... Yeah. What they're doing, Linda, is they're using the placenta, which is evidence of an easement. They're using that as a patented a patent to bring a claim against both parties of the placenta. Yeah. Because they're looking at that placenta as a tertium quid or third party, a, 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 a new invention. Mm-hmm. But in reality, all it is is my my biology and mom's biology mm-hmm. neighbors mm-hmm. we're just neighbors right and it's temporary yeah. until i am out of the womb uh-huh. so the easement is temporary mm-hmm. but the patented tertium quid third party birth certificated person it becomes a record mm-hmm. and so they're using that patent that record that record to basically pull everyone in as sureties to all of their nonsense Mm -hmm. their banking nonsense Mm -hmm. uh am i at three yet yeah three if under the foregoing paragraphs a party may invoke a fundamental change of circumstance as a ground for terminating or withdrawing from the treaty and may also invoke a change as a ground of suspending the operation of the treaty imagine that what happens if one person evidence is the truth of the matter does the entire treaty get broken absolutely it's not a break in the treaty it's a it's it's what it's it's, it's suspending. Yeah. The, the treaty is gone because it's no no longer. The truth makes that treaty erroneous. Well, it makes the treaty a natural. It, it would have naturally ended at that moment of birth if if a full delivery had happened. There would been there would been no the treaty the agreement and the treaty ends once you're whole out of your mother. There would be no confusion. Yes. You're not confusing issues. You're not yes. mixing apples and oranges. Yes. Your your property, your biology is yours. It mm-hmm. can never be confused with mom's, but because of the placenta, because of their 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 composition of matter, of their ability to invent a tertium quid third party third person, that's confusing, yeah. but they get us to agree to that birth certificated confusion mm-hmm. and we're the problem at that point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And finally, well, actually, there's two more things here. Article 63, they say Article 62 says the fundamental change of circumstances, but this is where it gets interesting. Article 63 says severance of diplomatic or counselor relations. The severance of diplomatic or counselor relations between parties, between parties. So that, again, it's already presuming there is a relation. Mm-hmm. Already, This number, Article 63, presumes a relation and that's the placenta still yeah 
It presumes a relation that requires diplomatic or consular relations between parties. If that placenta does not exist as a third person, third party, tertium quid, then there's no need to have diplomacy between something that doesn't exist. Right. It says, does not affect the legal relations established between them by the treaty, except insofar as the existence of diplomatic or consular relations is indispensable for the application of the treaty. So again, if the placenta is in play as a third party, third person, tertium quid, then such diplomatic relations is required. But if it doesn't exist, if the truth of the matter is my biology began at fertilization and ends with my last breath beyond the womb, then there is no third party or third person. Mm -mm. It doesn't exist and never has. Mm -mm. The fact that there was a temporary easement in the womb, that's nobody else's business either. Mm -mm. It's nobody's business. Mm -mm. No, it's like if you and I were neighbors and we made an agreement for you to have your cattle on a portion of my land for nine months and when it was over you took your cattle back and I still have my I still have my property and the agreement is finished at that point in time and it's always only between you and I exactly but I mean this is where Haslam versus Lockwood comes into play where waste material falls to the mm -hmm. ground and gets forgotten there. That is all of a sudden my the horse's poop requires an easement on the public road. Right. To lay there. So it's always about this this these this artifice. It's always about these contrived events or this these contrived situations that in nature don't, they don't occur. They don't even exist in nature. Yeah, we wouldn't argue that who owns the poop from your cows on my property. Nobody would argue whose DNA is what. They require the placenta to be considered as a separate mm -hmm. issue, something separate. They call it born alive, and and the born alive product is a product of conception. It is not a product of fertilization. Mm -mm. It says it right in the definition, a product of conception, which is implantation. Mm -hmm. It is not a product of creation. Mm -mm. Finally, Article 64, and this is where it goes. This is where it all ends. It says, emergence of a new peremptory norm of general international law just cogents. <gasps> wow. If a new peremptory norm of general international law emerges... Any existing treaty which is in conflict with that norm becomes void and terminates. Wow. In other words, just cogens, when you know all the way back to your godly origin, just cogens, the aspect of just cogens, J-U-S space, C-O-G-E-N-S, just cogens kicks in. Wow. And it says the whole damn thing is void right. and terminates. Wow. So you, by knowing your godly origin is fertilization, and you don't fall to conception. And the only thing conceived, because of the new definition, is the easement. The easement is what's conceived. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The collateral relationship is what's conceived. Mm -hmm. Your biology is not mixed with mothers, mm -mm. ever. 
it's always it will always be only yours it's unique to you mm -hmm. the placenta has 92 chromosomes but it has 46 of yours and 46 of mom's mm -hmm. it is not a separate third person except by a legal definition called born alive it doesn't exist in nature that's correct and the placenta then becomes known as a c-h-o-s-e mm -hmm. a chose and that separate thing separate from mom separate from baby becomes the thing the res of the sedicae vi the sestike and that and that becomes the in god we trust and it becomes the in god we trust property for the one nation under god mm -hmm. But if you know your godly origin, then you would not entrust your spirit, your life with other men. You trust in God only, mm -hmm. which is your spirit. Mm -hmm. Any questions? Pinocchio becomes alive. The wooden... The wooden boy that lies mm -hmm. remains the wooden boy, the mm -hmm. paper or wood boy. Mm -hmm. Pinocchio will always be wood mm -hmm. until he stops lying. Mm -hmm. When we stop lying about our origin, mm -hmm. when we stop lying about our, a birthday, when we stop lying about um, a savior or salvation, then we become a living being again. Mm -hmm. And by being a living being, we are no longer subject to man's ridiculous ideas. That's right. Good? Yep. Gets clearer every day, doesn't it? It does. So I, I, um, I'm going to shut this off, but I just wanted to say this one thing because it made me laugh.